0: Thanks for joining us today. If you're new to The Rock, we would love to connect with you. You can text KC to 816-307-1611 for a connect card, and a member of our team will be in touch with you shortly. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you can give safely and securely through our app and on our website at rockupkc.com Your generous giving through The Rock supports many ministries locally and globally. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Yeah, come on now. Who is that? Who is that bringing that word? We need to altar call right here, right now. Come on. God is the God of everything. Amen. And uh, heart, attitude, spirit, body, the whole bit. uh, And come into freedom. And he has freedom for every one of us. Every single one of us, we have freedom. Or he has freedom for us. And he wants us to walk in freedom. And that won't happen until you render all your garbage, all the wounds, all the pain, all the hurt, all of the attitudes, all of the unforgiveness, all of that. You uh, say, no, I don't have it. I don't have it. Well, you just revealed yourself. (laughs) You just revealed it. And I'm just going to encourage you to go there. Go there. He's a good, good God. And he wants to bring cleansing, uh, body, soul, and spirit, renewing of our mind. That's how we prove what is the good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. And your soul uh, contains your mind. And that's your, your will, your emotions, and they all need to get healed. Amen? Okay. All right. We'll see you all discover freedom. That we'll have to have it in here. We'll have so many people. That's awesome. Uh, y'all ready to get into the Word? Ready for that Word to get into you? Uh, change your life. Transform you. Renew your mind. Right? We want the Word of God to be living and active we're not here to punch a card, we're not here to uh cook off a religious duty and we're done for the week, you know, we're not going to go clean up the highway for one time a year and say we've done. We've done our duty, you know, we're going to we're going to let the word be living and active in us and walk out of here with with it alive in our hearts and our lives accomplishing what it is God wants to do in us and through us. Amen. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful, so thankful for all all that you've done and all that you're doing. Lord, every good and perfect gift comes from you. Father of lights, there is no deceit in you. There's no variness, no shifting of shadows. You don't live in the shadows. You live in your light. In you, there's no darkness at all. So God, we come and we expose ourselves today to your light and to the light of your word. We pray your light will shine upon us, Lord, and break any stronghold that still might be existing in our life. Chase out every lie and every devil and demon, God, that's trying to to bring uh, its fruit into our life and eliminate it. Lord, let laser uh, light come in and exterminate and eliminate those things that are not of you. We pray, God, that we will be not only hearers of this word today, but we'll lean in with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, with all of our, even our body, God, we lean in. Allow your word to have its perfect work in us, to produce the fruit that you're worthy of, and that fruit would remain. And we so prove to be your disciples and glorify you, our Father in heaven. We pray this in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, "Amen," and "Amen." Well, let's uh, let's look at Psalm ninety-five. It says uh, it's a it's a command. It's a uh, it, it, it's also an appeal. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the Rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Why? Here's your why. Why do we do this? For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Why? For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if only you would hear his voice. Do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did that day at Massa in the wilderness, where your ancestors tested me. They tried me, though they had seen what I did. For 40 years, I was angry with that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they have not known my ways. You see, um, when all you want is something from God and not God, your heart is going to go astray. When you only worship God for what you can get from God, your heart is in the wrong place. I'm just going to say it right there, right now. And the people that get the most angry at God are the ones that don't have a revelation of God. They have something they want from God. And then when they don't get what they want from God, they are now angry with God. The God they have not ever really come to know. Listen, I've seen this over and over and over again. And and you'll see it in the earth. People even believe. We think that just because a miracle happens, people will turn to God. Jesus told, he upbraided Bethsaida. He said, Bethsaida, if the miracles that have been done in you would have been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. We have this idea that if God will just hand out everything we want, we'll serve him. (laughs) <laughs> that, that's not, the moment God says no, we're upset. He said, I fed these people. <laughs> I protected them. I delivered them from Egypt. They wanted to get out of Egypt, so I got them out of Egypt, and then what did they do? They started complaining and wanted to go back to Egypt. And hearts that will not worship God... The way God wants to be worshipped are hearts that are going to stray, and they're going to test God. That's just reality. That's the absolute reality. And as Pastor Kurt was exhorting us today, uh, this morning, that he's God. You own nothing. I own nothing. None of this is mine. (laughs) It is God's. It all belongs to God. God. That has to come by revelation. And we need a revelation of God again, afresh and anew, that he's God, the worthy God, the holy God. Psalms 107 says this, Oh, that men would praise the Lord. Why? Here's your why. Why? Oh, that men would praise the Lord. Why? For his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Is God good? Is he good? Yes, he's good. Is God good to you? Yes, he's good. He sent Jesus for you. He sent Jesus for me. He's good. Do you have food? He's good. Do you have clothes? Most of you are clothed in here. I don't know if you're in your right mind, but you're clothed. (laughs) He's good. Just think about all that God has provided for you and is providing for you. He's good. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. Why? Because he's good. Why do I want to come in here with you all week after week, three times in a weekend? Why? Because God is good and I want to keep God before me. And I want to do it not just individually, but corporately, because God says, come, let us, let us worship God. Let us come before him with singing. Why do I want you to sing with all your heart? Because it's good, and God is good, and he's worthy of it. So the title of my message is, come, let us worship. Come, let us worship. Let's talk about the power of praise, the importance of praise. And many people haven't been really understanding or have a deeper understanding of what we really, what's the purpose? Like I, I've heard people say, you know, can we just skip the singing part and get to the, the, the real meat? To, you know, the teaching, that's, that's the part. I just, let's say the Bible. And let's study it verse by verse and let's study it, you know, book by book. That's that's a really deep way to do it. Okay. If you've really studied the book verse by verse and you understood that over 6,000 times in your Bible that you want to get deep in, God commands for praise to come. And you'll get all hot and bothered about water baptism and how it should be when it's only mentioned a couple times in the Bible. But you'll ignore 6,000 references to praise and say, you know, I'm not, I don't I'm really into singing. Oh my God, God died and it's all about what you're into then, huh? But you want to go deep in the Bible. Come on. How do you really feel, Pastor Philip? <laughs> you have to hear me on Friday night. No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> why? Because praise directs our focus and helps us declare God's attributes and keeps them before us. And that's why. Listen, if I don't gather on a regular basis if I don't keep myself immersed in the Word of God and gather with God's people, then I drift. I do. I drift into what I want to do and stuff that doesn't matter and that doesn't have eternal value and eternal significance, and I get caught up in the worries and the cares of this life, and the Word is choked out. I need you. I need you to show up. We need each other to show up. We need iron sharpening iron. We need exhortation. We need rebuke. We need admonition. We need consolation. Yes, we do. We do. Yeah, we, ha- we learned to encourage ourselves in the Lord. David did. He encouraged himself in God. He-, he looked into his soul. He said, soul, what's wrong with you? Why are you cast down? Why are you so cast down within you? Put your hope in God. So, so David spoke to his soul. You have to learn how to carry yourself. You have to learn how to pick yourself up. But there are times it's like, I'm down, I'm out. I'm getting the tar beat out of me. I need some, I need some people to come beside me and prop me up and encourage me and tell me to get back in the battle and go fight the fight. You're not going to lose. You're going to win. Keep persevering. And we've got to have both. Amen. Like, I don't want to be the person that's always coming around, well, you know, I'm just so beat up. I'm just so, every day I'm just so beat up. And I just need, you know, like, no, I want to I learn how to encourage myself. I want to learn how to speak to myself. But I also want to have enough humility in my life to say, dude, I, I don't have it today. I don't have it. I need your prayers. I need you to be strong for me right now. I'm, I'm done. I'm out. We need both. We need one another. Encourage one another, build up one another, exhort one another, admonish one another. These are the one another's of the Bible. How are you going to do that without someone else? You can't be your own elder, your own pastor, your own teacher, your own apostle. Oh, yeah, I can. I'll be, you know, the apostle. You remember the apostle with uh, Robert Duvall? Anyone see the movie? Oh, it's a great movie. I mean, he fought. Took a guy outside the church building, punched him out. I mean, this a great. <laughs> but he, you know what? Here's, here's the epitome of independent Christianity. In the movie, Robert Duvall, do I have the right guy? Okay. He goes and he baptizes himself. He said, well, Lord, since there's nobody here, I'll just baptize myself. I'm thinking, this is the epitome of Western individualistic Christianity. I'm my own apostle. I'm my own prophet. I'm my own teacher. I'm my own evangelist. And I'll just baptize myself since there's nobody else around. Self-anointed, self-appointed, self-exalted. It's like, this was the epitome. Don't need no one else. I got Jesus. Where would that come from? I didn't even have that thought when I was preparing this message. <laughs> My brain amazes me. <laughs> what do we do when we praise God? We magnify his glory. Look what Psalms 138.5 says, And they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. What are we doing when we praise him? We're magnifying his glory. We're magnifying his greatness. Psalm forty-five, three: Great is the Lord and greatly to what? Greatly to what? Greatly to be praised. And in his greatness is unsearchable. When we praise God, we're magnifying his steadfast love and his faithfulness. Psalms one. I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. God, I want to sing of your love forever. I want to sing of your love forever. God, I want to sing of your love forever and your faithfulness to all generations. You're faithful and you're good. I don't understand all your ways. Your word says they're past finding out. But I know, God, you're good. And I'll sing of your love forever. How many of you are thankful that you're saved? How many of you are thankful that you had a revelation that you needed Jesus? Do you know that in itself was a gift? That that grace came before grace came? Think about it now. Grace came in order for you to receive grace. You just didn't one day wake up and say, I'm going to go follow Jesus today. No, grace entered your heart. Grace came knocking at your door and gave you the ability to, uh, to yield to grace. That's all gift of God. None of you got saved on your own. None of you got saved of your own works and your own goodness. None of it happened. You wouldn't have if it weren't for grace. Can you, can't you sing of that forever? I want, I want to sing of it Forever. You see, in English, we use one word "praise" to encompass the more exuberant types of worship to the Lord. That's what we use. Like, well, that's you know, you guys are praisers, right? You 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 guys at that church, you're you're kind of praisers. Yeah, that's I'm a praiser Christian. What kind are you? <laughs> that you don't know, you read the same Bible I read, don't you? Oh yeah, but. We worship with reverence. Yeah, I do that too. In all. Be still. Know that he's God. Yeah, that's good. But he also says, come before me with singing. Come before me with dancing. Come before me with song and musical instruments and shout oh oh if you shout you could become you like the crazies the, the crazy people shout now we are pious and we're revered. that's good it's good to be pious it's good to be reverent it's good to shout it's good to sing it's good to dance it's good to be exuberant because God likes it, God desires it, God wants it, and he's worthy of it. But in the Bible, when we read the word praise, it could be referring to any one of seven different Hebrew words inside. I want to teach you some things, and maybe you've forgotten them or don't, I've never heard them before. But what are we really doing when we praise? Because we just have one English word for it. But there are seven Hebrew words that help us expand on what it means to praise. First one is Hallel. Hallel. It's the root word for Hallelujah. It's it's Hallel with Yah, which is a um, derivative of Yahweh. So it literally means praise the Lord. Or as Medea says, hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. You see, the essence of Halal is loud enthusiasm. I'm, I'm sorry to upset your traditions here, but the, when God likes halal, the essence of Halal... Pray, it praises loud, enthusiasm, joy, jumping, and spinning. Oh, no. Oh, no. They, they might start running around the church. Oh, wouldn't that be terrible? Oh, decently in order. Okay, all of you get in a line. We're going to do Jericho March. So, we'll be, so all of you decent in order people, you don't want anything to get out of hand, you know. So we'll just do it all together. And let's spin around. Gosh, you know, have you ever seen the movie Elf? Have you seen Buddy Elf? Yeah, gosh, I mean, come on, wasn't the scene in the in the what room at the post the downstairs in the postal room, and he's on the table and he's got them all. He's doing like, wasn't that awesome? How many of you would really like you could do it? Like, I'm not drunk, I'm not high we just going to celebrate here. I, but no, no, we get into worship, but we got to be religious and pious. And no, oh, we couldn't do that. But no, I can go do it. I can go do that when I'm out, you know, with the buds or people and maybe had a few drinks. Th- that's appropriate, but, but exuberant praise to God is not. Are you kidding me? The essence of halal is loud praise, is loud enthusiasm, joy, jumping, spinning, and celebration of the Lord. Each time halal appears in the Bible, it is a celebration of the overwhelming realization of God's immeasurable greatness. Psalm 148 is a song entirely of halal praise. In Psalm 148, the whole Psalm, 14 verses, Praise the Lord. That's halal. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the depths above. Praise him, halal all his angels. Praise him, all his heavenly hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord that at his command they were created. See, the sun, the moon, the stars. You know, stars make noise, I've been told. They they have a sound that goes out from them. And we know the ocean waves clapping against the seashore and the rocks. They make a noise. Why? Because they're praising God. Yeah, amen. That's it, man. Preach it, buddy. Help the pastor out. That's right. And he established them forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth you great sea creatures in all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding, you mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and women, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord. Can I get an amen? Amen. Come on, let your halal out. For his name alone is exalted. Why? Because he's to be exalted one. Exalted above your worry. Exalted above your fear. Exalted above your gripes and your complaints. Come on now. hallel, Loud exuberant praise on the mighty God. In fact, that's what I begin to do at times when, when the world and the chaos and all this other stuff wants to crowd out praise. Sometimes I just have to shout. Sometimes I just have to get louder than the noise of the earth to give praise to God. Why? Before, because his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. And he has raised up for his people a horn. The praise of all his faithful servant of Israel, the people close to his heart. Praise the Lord. Come on. Are you close to the heart of God? Then praise Him with some halos. Come on now. Seriously. Praise Him with some halalos. I want to exhort you. Yes, approach the Word of God. Approach the house of God with reverence and all. Yes, but also come ready. Ready to lift your voice. Ready to shout when we're all shouting. Ready to be silent when we're all silent. Why? Because we're corporately entering into the presence of God and bringing Him that which pleases Him. The second word is Barak, most frequently is translated as bless. For the worshiper, Barak worship involves the physical act of kneeling like you would before a king, with your head bowed to express gratitude, submission, reverence, and humility. In Barak praise, we bring ourselves low to lift him high. Why do I bow before the king? Why do at times do I go to my knees in prayer and in worship? Why? Because I am lifting him high. I acknowledge that he is God and I am not, and he's worthy to be bowed before come on it blesses God when we physically kneel we are blessing God and depending on how it is used in Hebrew barak can be an action we do to God and one that God does in return to us for instance in Genesis twenty-two seventeen, the Lord says I will barak you I will bless you. Did God? Did Jesus bless the woman caught in adultery by kneeling before her accusers? What did He do? He baracked her. He blessed her. And not only is barack something we do to God, but something God does to us. (laughs) I'm humbled. Did Jesus not kneel and wash the feet of his disciples? And I know some of you are like, no, 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 no. I I don't like receiving. I just, I'm the giver here. I'm the servant. I'm the busy one. I'm always doing this stuff. No, you sit down and eat. No, you sit down and eat. You receive. I'm going to bless you. Oh, it's so hard for me. That's so hard for me. How many of you are like, no, that's hard. You gotta learn to do both. I'm gonna kneel before God, and I'm gonna let God kneel before me and cleanse me and wash my feet and bless my life. The third Hebrew word we studied is a few weeks ago, but it's yada. It's when when you yada the Lord and worship you specifically make a confession about God with your mouth and raise your hands in Thanksgiving. That's what I'm gonna yada. I'm here, God. My hands are lifted. I'm surrendered. I praise you. I worship you. The trees of the field clap their hands. Will you give me hands to clap? I'm going to clap my hands. I'm going to lift up clean hands. and I don't have a pure heart, God, because of you. I'm going to yada. God. Well, I feel it's kind of awkward. I'm not here for your feelings. I'm here for you to worship me. Because I'm great. And I'm greatly to be praised. I'm greatly to be yada. Are you hearing me? Yes, I want us to be sensitive to the corporate setting. I want us to be sensitive to what God's doing. And I've been in meetings where someone just goes off, and they're just going off. They're they're insensitive to the corporate atmosphere of what's happening, and they draw all attention to themselves. I've been in those meetings where worship is ascending upward, and God's being praised, and then off in the corner, somebody starts some crazy thing going on because they're having their own private moment And the whole thing is quenched. Why? Because it was their own private moment. They didn't understand. They didn't have what we call uh, emotional quotient of understanding intelligence that, hey, wait a minute. We're in corporate time here, not individual time. Why do I lift my hands? Because God likes it. God commands it. Praise me with uplifted, with uplifted hands. Praise me with your surrender, with your confession of your mouth. God, I'm yours. I'm all yours. I'm surrender, I am surrender to you, God. I yield to you, God. I want you. I praise you. You're worthy, God. Come on. I throw my hands in the air to worship God. Because it's what God likes and it's what he's worthy of. The fourth word is Shabbat. Shabak means to shout with the voice of victory. To shout with the voice of victory. Do you think in the chief's kingdom that they just, hey, we just won the game. That's nice. Oh, man, they're, they're high-fiving, throwing beer, spilling beer, you know, getting crazy. I was thinking about the song we sing, You Giants Fall. They won't sing that in New York. Anyway, okay. that worship song is banned in their churches. I, I, I have to confess, you know, I have, to, I have to take every thought captive too, but sometimes those things, even during worship. All right. <laughs> Shabak means to shout with the voice of victory. In praise, Shabbat is a triumphant shout. Lifted the Lord from people overwhelmed by his mercy in agreement with his victory over enemies. Psalms 145.4 says, One generation shall shabbok your works to another and should, shall declare your mighty acts. From one generation. Hey, kids, let me tell you about God. I'm going to shout about God. I'm going to shout them from one generation to the next. I'm going to declare the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God. Let me tell you about the time. Let me tell you about the time your mom and I were, were we were, we, we were uh, uh, down to pennies, literally pennies to be able to put gas on our car for we both could get to work. And let me, let me tell you about we cashed those in and we had16 dollars worth of pennies and that was back when gas was really cheap and I could fill my car up for eight and she could fill her car up for eight dollars and we made it through the week to get our next paycheck. Oh my that's what we're shouting about. It's a provision of God. Let me tell you about the time that God healed my body. Shabbat is your shout of testimony. Does anyone here have a testimony? Does anyone here have a testimony? Brother, I know you got a testimony, Anthony. Blind, alcoholic, homeless, your whole family sitting here, not all of them, right? Some of them are missing today, but you're here, healed, restored. I got something to shout about. I've got a Shabbat. Come on now. Come on. How about zamar? It means to make music, to sing, to play a musical instrument. I've got the best air guitar in the world. Woo, man, I can make it rip. I can play the drums and be in total rhythm in the air. I sit down and actually physically do it. CRD kicks in. That's Caucasian rhythm disorder for those of you who don't know. But see, that's zamar. Zamar is a Hebrew word that reminds us that God loves instrumental praise. Zamar reminds us that God not only loves our verbal praise, but also our instrumental praise. As an example, notice the use of zamar in Psalm 71, verse 22. I will praise you with the harp for your faithfulness, O my God. I will sing praises or zamar to you with the lyre, O holy one of Israel. Do we have a picture of a lyre? No. Yeah, right, that's a, some of you are like, what's well, a liar? That's a person. No, it's a harp. That's, that's like a, 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 that's like a liar, in case you don't know. Sometimes we read the Bible and we just go through it, like, well, liar, liar, pants on fire. No, it's, it's a harp. And then the word toda. One of the most beautiful, painful, passionate things you can and should do in praise and worship is Sacrifice. Since Jesus Christ laid down his life once for all, God no longer requires a living sacrifice. However, he does ask for it, and more importantly, he blesses it. You are the living sacrifice. This is a beautiful and fragrant incense before the throne of God. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service of worship, Paul writes in Romans 12.1. Tada praise is related in its roots to yada and the lifting of the hands in thanksgiving, but with an additional layer of complexity and depth, which is sacrifice. In fact, Tada is most frequently translated as a sacrifice of thanksgiving in Psalm 107, 21 and 22. In Psalm 50, 14, the Lord says, Make Tada your sacrifice to God. Further in Psalm 5023 he says, Whoever offers tada glorifies me. And in Psalm 104, enter his gates with tada. God, I don't feel like worshiping today. God, things are heavy on me today, but I am coming to offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving. God, I'm not going to walk in my feelings today. I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. And I'm going to offer this sacrifice of praise to you. It's not about me, God. It's about you, what you're worthy of. Are you hearing me? There are times that, tada! it's a sacrifice for me to do this. But he's worthy of such a sacrifice. And finally, the seventh word, and Don't get it confused with tequila. Tequila, yeah, tequila, yeah. God has intentionally crafted his praise to not only testify of Jesus Christ, encourage other Christians, strengthen faith, and fight the enemy, but also to bless his people. All that you need can be found in the presence of the Lord. The Hebrew word for praise, tequila, is the only word God refers to in possessive terms. His tequila belongs to me. The people shall declare my tehillah, the Lord says in Isaiah 43, 21. Isaiah 42, 8 says, I will not give my tehillah to graven images. It's my praise. In Psalm 22, 3, David wrote that the Lord inhabits the tehillah of his people. Tehillah is his chosen dwelling place. So what is it? See, tehillah Is the intimate, spontaneous, unique, spirit born praise that you write from your heart to His in the midst of worship? It's your spontaneous song. It's not the ones that are coming off the screen. It's not the ones that someone else has written. It is your music from your heart. Are you hearing me? It's intimate, it's yours. Doesn't matter if it's on pitch doesn't matter if it's on key. It's your heart expression to God. It belongs to him. See, sometimes tehillah is called a spiritual song, Ephesians five nineteen, or a new song, Psalm 40, verse 3. It will be different every time you sing with thanksgiving in your heart because there's always a new reason to praise the Lord. Here's what it is. Your tehillah is his tabernacle. Come on. You want God to inhabit something? Give him some tequila. Give it to him. Oh, God, I worship you. Oh, God, I praise you. Lord, I'm so thankful for your love and your mercy. I'm so thankful for your goodness to me. Oh, God, I give you praise. I give you worship. God, you are merciful. You are good. You are faithful. You are kind. See, I don't Right now, I just went into my moment. I went into my moment, on key, off key, didn't matter. I'm expressing my heart to God, what's in my heart, a new song, a spontaneous song, one that I haven't rehearsed. I just, God, you're so good. God, you're so faithful. And I just began to sing it to him. That's, that's the Tahila that he's worthy of. That's the tehila that he's worthy of. Oh, church, that we would praise him. No church, that we would praise him because he's good and with understanding. Would you stand with me, please? Let me tell you something about, about religion. Religion will keep you from praise. It'll, religion will keep you from praise. Here, I'll, I'll tell you how I know, because it happened to Jesus in Luke chapter 19 when his triumphal entry you know what we do every easter and you know get a donkey and do this and the, they they got their clothes and they got their palm branches and they and, the, and they were they were hallowing god they were praising god they were they were shouting to god glory to god in the highest it was it was loud it was exuberant and what did religion do tell your disciples to be quiet And what did the Word do? What did the Word of God do? What did the Word who became flesh, who knew all the exhortations about praise, what did He do? I'm gonna tell you guys something. If they keep silent, then these rocks will shout. I'm telling you to kick religion to the curb. Kick it to the curb. Kick it to the curb. Because all it wants to do is silence the praise of God and try to control man and God's come to have a relationship with you and God wants your Tahila. he wants your tehila. only can come from you, hey I thank God for people who write great worship songs and, and they, they minister to me and I use them to minister to God but there's some there's a song that only you can sing and God wants it to come from you And he wants it to come from you on a regular basis. And you can do it in your car when you're driving. And you can do it in your private prayer time. And you can even do it here quietly as we're all just having moments of praise and worship. Where you just begin to sing a song to God, to him. It can happen and God desires and he's worthy of it. Oh, that all of God's people would praise him. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that this word will get deep into us, the revelation of praise, that we would be a people of praise. We would praise you, God, the way you want to be praised. We would worship you the way you want to be worshiped because you're worthy of it, God. And that, Father, we would come into that corporate expression where where, we're in harmony and we're in unity and we're in one accord. And then there, in that place, there are great things that you can do that would far exceed what we could ever think or imagine. I'm asking you, Father, in Jesus' name, that this would be a house of worship. This would be a house of praise, that we would be a people of your presence, and that, God, we would lift our hands, we would extend our voices, we would raise them up with shouts of victory. And there are times of silent and quietness as you speak to us, O Lord, but that you, O God, We get the praise and the glory and the honor that you're worthy of. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people shouted amen and amen. Give him honor. Give him glory. Give him praise.